Our Parsha opens with what seems to be an entirely superfluous piece of information. Ve'ele told us Yitzchak ben Avraham. This is the story of Yitzchak ben Avraham. Avraham halid es Yitzchak. Avraham begat Yitzchak. Clearly, if we have been paying any attention at all to the first part of this Pasuk, we know that Yitzchak was Avraham's son. Why then does the Pasuk tell us that Avraham was Hylid as Yitzchak? And Rashi, based on the Midrash, explains that people were talking. They said that Sarah, who was childless for many, many years, only conceived the child after she spent the night with Elimelech. So Elimelech must be the father. So the Pasuk is reiterating that Avraham was quite obviously Yitzchak's father because Yitzchak looked exactly like him. The Pasha then contrasts Yitzchak and Rivka and their different approaches to davening to Hashem for a child based on the vastly different homes where they grew up. Then there's the story of Yaakov and Esav, who showed radically different traits even while still in the womb. Yitzchak and Rivka then take different approaches to parenting Yaakov and Esav. And all of this culminates in what seems to be an ultimate challenge to authenticity, when at the direction of Rivka, Yaakov pretends to be Esav, and Yitzchak gives him the brachas that he intended to give to Esav as the firstborn son. Later on in next week's parsha, Yaakov himself is on the other side of deception, as Leah pretends to be Rachel on Yaakov's wedding night. And if you think these stories are not related, the Midrash tells us that in the morning when Yaakov realized that he had married Leah and not Rachel, he was furious at Leah. And he said to her, I can't believe you lied to me and answered me when I called you Rachel. To which Leah responded, I learned from the best. Didn't you answer when your father called you Esav? The Torah portrays Yaakov as being very uncomfortable with his mother's plan when she presents it to him. He protests that if Yitzchak realizes that he's being tricked, he might curse him and not bless him. But Rivka tells him not to worry. If that happens, she will take the curse upon herself. She is willing to take responsibility for the deception. Our Parsha is the first of a series that really speak to the development of a strong, authentic sense of self. The starting point in Yaakov's journey in developing an authentic selfhood was as an Ishtam Yoshevaholim, which Rashi explains means that he was a scholarly person who was not well-versed in the art of deceit. He is a tam, simple, in the sense that his thoughts and his words are in agreement. In other words, he was not in any way deceitful, as opposed to his brother Esav, who is described as a Yedea Tzayed, who knew how to hunt, which Rashi tells us means he knew how to entrap and deceive people with his words. Yaakov goes against his nature in deceiving his father, and in so doing, transforms from being a completely non-deceitful Ishtam into someone with such great confidence in his ability to deceive that later on when he first meets Rachel, he tells her, I am your father Lavan's brother. In other words, if he acts with deceit towards me, I am confident that I can play his game. So how does Yaakov go from being the Ishtam to being a match for Lavan, a man who is notorious for his deceitful ways? It seems to me that one essential ingredient in the development of an authentic sense of self 
is the courage to step out of our comfort zones. It is easy to hide behind the particulars of our personalities. That's not who I am, or that's just the way I am. It is much harder to do things that don't feel natural. And I think it is fair to say that the most significant accomplishments in life are not those which come easily to us. Certainly not in terms of self-development. Rivka tells Yaakov to step out of his comfort zone and take what was rightfully his. After all, he had purchased the rights of the firstborn, and by pretending to be Esav, he then becomes transformed. He goes from being the non-deceitful Yaakov, a name, by the way, which means bent or crooked, to the fully capable of being deceitful Yisrael, a name which means straight and honest under God. As adolescents, many people try on different costumes, different personas, which often comes in the form of a rebellious acting out. While this is similar to what we are describing, there is a major difference. Teenagers grow from this process, but since it is undertaken without the advantage of a fully developed frontal cortex, the results are not always positive. Yaakov Avinu was far from a teenager. He was over 60 years old. He did not act out or rebel. He acted outside of his comfort zone in a very grounded way under the guidance of his mother, Rivka. This is a story about the complex inner work of self-development that ought to take place across our lifespan. You may not be able to teach an old dog new tricks, but with a high level of introspection, most of us can come to the realization that we are far, far more sophisticated than dogs and that we can learn new tricks. Although the story in our Parsha is a story about the stark differences between Yaakov and Esav and between the extremes of non-deceit and deceit, it serves as a lesson for the generally much more subtle continua of our choices and actions as adults. By paying careful attention to our thoughts, words, and actions, we too can courageously explore our life possibilities in a grounded way. And if we work really hard at it, we too can generate a broader and more fully developed sense of self. What a wonderful gift to our friends, to our loved ones, to the world, and ultimately to ourselves. Have an amazing connected Shabbos.